Good morning. This is John Murtha coming to you from 89.1 <laughs> FM radio from Lorain, Ohio on this beautiful pre-spring day. I'm in the studio with our engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And my friend and assistant, David. David Abood, good morning. Good morning. Good to be here, John. Good to have everybody that's tuning in this morning and another <clears> radio program. <throat> we just had finished uh, Holy Week, as it's called, last week, uh, with starting with Good Friday and then Easter Sunday, and we kind of picked up on that a little bit before, but we're going to look at more of that today, so we're happy everybody tuned in. And please, if you'd like to call in, our number here is 440-399-3044. That's 440-399-3044. Or just live stream us, if you have a static on your radio, you can't pick us up that clearly, you can go to www.wnzn.org www.wnzn.org and that would just uh, a live streaming actually is a really good way to to tune into us so uh, David you know we last we got together we were talking about everything in the Gospels goes to this high moment or climactic moment what Jesus calls his hour uh, what he was going to be glorified and that will of course will be his death his burial his resurrection that is if you're a believer, it is the most important event that has ever happened on planet Earth. Is when Jesus came, the Word became flesh, God in the flesh, incarnation came, lived a perfect, sinless, prophetically fulfilled life, and allowed himself to be put to death, shameful death on the cross, buried for three days, and rise again mm -hmm. on the third day. And there, yeah. so we're going to look at that and the implications it has and <clears throat> the fact that this thing has ex a, a lot of outside the Bible. It has proofs. It has uh, historians that reference the death of Jesus, the growth of Christianity, the first and second century. So we're going to look at that this morning and when we reflect back on Easter, uh, just being one week out now. But I want us to look first and foremost at the, what's called the resurrection chapter. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, yep. and uh, the, the thing with 1 Corinthians, it's one of the earliest letters, uh, one of the earliest epistles. Maybe it was written around the year 55 AD. We're not real sure, but it's very early, mm -hmm. like the Gospel of Mark is extremely early uh, for one of the Gospels. But if you look and read out loud, please, verse 1 through 4, Paul makes a very important uh, statement, true statement or doxology here, if you will. Uh, yeah, this is Paul preaching based on the resurrection. Excuse me. <clears throat> now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the world I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Okay, thanks, David. Yeah. So here, in these four short verses, you see a whole lot going on. <clears throat> Number one, he says, I declare this to you. In other words, this is like a proclamation or a very important a message that he's going to, he says, I, I declare it to you, I preach it to you, that which I've received. He says, Verse 3, I delivered to you that which I first received. So you see that yeah. the gospel is transmitted. You know, he received it, that he passes it on. Then in a sense, for 2,000 years, it's been passed along. And now in our generation, our lifetime, we have to embrace the gospel, believe the gospel, live the gospel, and then pass it on to the next generation, yeah. which will pass it on. See, it's now right. if you study church history, there's times when the, this this passing the baton of the God has really fell low, yeah. like in the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, when superstition reigned, and but then out of their times, it's quite uh, high. So the importance of passing it on to the next generation. That's why it says in Jude verse three, contend for the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints. Mm -hmm. We embrace it, we believe it, we pass it on. You know, uh, and so you see some elements here that are yeah. very important. What do you? Anything jump out of your eye, well, Wanda the, or David? It's the fulfillment of scriptures. Okay, that's, that's critical. Yeah, According to the scriptures, yeah. what scriptures? Mm. The Old Testament. Because again, this is right. early. This First Corinthians. So he's referencing the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and this had to be in fulfillment. It just didn't happen yeah. one day. It yeah. was all fulfilled in prophecy. Yeah. What else jumps out in those four verses? 
What is the important elements of the gospel? Uh, Christ died for our sins, so That's we have it. salvation. We now have eternal life. We need a savior. Yeah. We don't need, you know, instruction. Right. You know, a wise person. This is all good stuff. Mm-hmm. I said it before. All religions give information. Mm. The gospel gives transformation, salvation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because our basic problem is not that we uh, we need new insight. I mean, all this stuff is good. Mm-hmm. Even morals. You know. Okay, I'm not going to be a drunkard. I'm not going to be a drug addict. I'm not going to do this. Those are things that by nature sinners do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never be surprised when a sinner acts like a sinner. That's by nature. Before I became a Christian, I was mm-hmm. you know you know it just. But our issue is we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Therefore, we need a Savior through his death, forgiveness of sins, his resurrection, empowerment to new life. He solves the problem. Yeah. If we we don't understand man's basic problem, condition, we don't understand the remedy. Yeah. And so now he says here, buried and he rose again the third day. This is very important that he rose physically. Mm -hmm. Because there's a trend, it's always been in the church, but... That it wasn't, he didn't raise physically. The idea of goodness could never be kept down. It, it gets mm-hmm. symbolic. No, he raised, we're going to see in a moment, mm-hmm. physically from the grave. And if you look at the next verse, the next two, three verses, what does it say? Verse 5, 6, and 7. And then he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, mm-hmm. most of whom are still living though some have fallen asleep. Okay, so now he presents yeah. the fact that first he was seen by Cephas, that's De- that's right. Simon, Simon Peter, mm-hmm. and then he was seen by individuals like Mary, right. then he was seen by groups like the apostles, right. mm-hmm. and then he was seen by how many? 500. 500. At the same time. So, you, you know, yeah, you talk about a proof system. It can't be a hallucination. <laughs> you and, see? Yeah, they sure didn't have cell phones the, or anything. Right yeah. Alive and sleep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you got, he even says this, many are still present with you today. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're still walking around right. and they could tell you they yeah. saw the risen Christ. To them. Yeah. So right. you have eyewitness. And of course in law, in a, in a legal case, if you have an eyewitness, that's powerful. Right. Circumstantial yeah. evidence is good, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you can get eyewitnesses, plural, mm-hmm. that can collaborate in an event, that just strengthens your case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to look at that this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so when you see Jesus, when we celebrate Easter, the resurrection, we see several things. One, like I said, he, he appears to individuals like Mary. Just He was just with her privately in the garden. He says, Mary, and he turns, it's the Lord. Mm-hmm. He appears privately to Peter, he, to groups, to upwards the 500. Yeah. He appears to people inside a room. Remember, they're in a locked yeah. room in the upper room. He appears outside on the shores of Galilee when he prepares breakfast. Right. He has discussion. He has conversation. He eats with them, and he lets them touch him. Do you understand? He's manifesting, I'm real, I'm alive. You just witnessed the most excruciating death. Right. Actually, where we get the word excruciating is crux crucius, the word cross, mm-hmm. where we get the word crucial, is there, or we say the crux of the matter, that's where all words that come from the root word of cross, would they witness the most terrible death a man could probably suffer, and here he is risen, and, yeah. he's, and he's victorious, and he's, right. you know, he's declaring, I'm with you, I'm empowering you, he's walking through walls, He's, you know, he's giving them assurance. Yeah. He's, he's teaching them. You know, he's, he's opening scripture to them. Powerful, powerful. Yeah. Because if there's no resurrection, we have problems. Mm-hmm. And if you jump down in this very same verse, uh, chapter, mm-hmm. boy, look what he says in verse 13 through 19. Go ahead, Wanda. Wanda, yeah. if you want to read it. Okay. Same chapter. Okay. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so, be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are not, ye are yet in your sins. 
Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. So he's saying here, thanks Wanda, uh -huh. if Jesus has not risen from the dead, what are some of the results or consequences? He lists several things here. If Jesus is not risen from the dead, what? Preaching is in vain. Okay, preaching is in vain. There will be no resurrection futile. of yeah. the dead. We have no blessed hope that one day this body is going to become immortal. No resurrection from the dead. We have no faith. We have no faith. Right. Our faith is not based on... We're his... still dead in sin. That's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. We are still in our sins. Yep. Yeah. Okay? Anything else? We're found false witnesses. We're, which means basically what? We're liars. Yeah. If we share the gospel, so we're giving them a story. We're, we're, we're giving them a fable. Mm. Okay? And then it says, the last verse says what? We are all... To be what? To be pitied. We're a joke. It's like, yes. it, it's like if you believe in the tooth fairy. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like pitiful. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Now that's if he didn't rise. Right. But you reverse that yeah. if he did rise. Yeah. So reverse all those. Yes. Our sins are forgiven. Yeah. We are not to be pitied. Yeah. We are a blessed people. When we share the gospel, we're telling the absolute truth. Mm -hmm. We have the blessed hope that this mortal body that has 80, mm -hmm. 90, 100 years is going to put on immortality because yeah. Jesus was the first fruit. We're going to follow in that when they were going to have immortal bodies. Yeah. And Jesus is indeed risen is, from yeah. the grave. Yeah. I, last month I was in Israel. Uh -huh. I went to the grave site yeah. and it's still empty. Yeah. Now an unbelieving world has to deal with that. I mean, yeah. you can come up with explanations. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But I said uh, yesterday in the men's group, I yeah. said, if you study the burial places of famous people, people go to visit it, they make pilgrimages. If you want to see the burial place of Muhammad, it's called the Green Mosque. It's in Medina, Saudi Arabia. People make pilgrimages there. If you want to see Lenin, Vladimir Lenin, he's in Moscow Square. They actually embalm this guy, and you can see him. You know, you can look at him. They have they closed it because they have to do some repairs on the corpse. Yeah. But if you want to... If you want to see famous people, you go to their site. Mm -hmm. it, just think of Cleveland. If you've never been to Lakeview Cemetery, it's historic. Why? We have a president buried there. James Garfield is buried there. We have J.D. Rockefeller is buried there. Uh, Elliot Ness is buried there. Mm -hmm. Okay, The only professional baseball player ever killed on the baseball field, Ray Chapman, is buried there. What I'm saying is you can go to there. You cannot go to the burial of Jesus. Yeah. Mm. It's empty. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, it's been declared in prophecy of old that he wouldn't, you would not you allow your Holy One to see decay or corruption, right. Psalm 16. Mm -hmm. But all through the scripture, what this is so important. Yeah. Okay. And the reason it is, you know, I've, people have asked me, unbelievers, they say, okay, John, why couldn't Jesus have come, lived a perfect life, give this incredible teaching, taught us how to love one another? and all of these good things, and just ascend it back to heaven. Why did he have to die, yeah. and why did he have to rise? We, you know, it, it, it's to establish the new covenant um, with his blood, mm -hmm. you know, because he was the perfect sacrifice previous to that. Uh, every year we had to have, uh, we had to kill animals for the sacrifice. So, mm -hmm. he, you know, the, the, they were not perfect sacrifices. He was. So we, the, the blood of the new covenant is what happened with the uh, crucifixion. So we got to go through the cross to get to the resurrection. Okay, good point. If look at verse 21 and uh, 22. And where are you at, John? The same chapter. Okay. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. See, he takes it all the way back to Adam. Yeah. <laughs> because... Sin and death enter into the human condition right. through a man. Right. Remember, the day you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. die. Mm -hmm. Man's problem is he's dead. That's why it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, we're all dead in our trespasses and sins. <clears throat> Most people think that man's problem is moral. If you study Buddhism or Islam or Confucius, all of these, they think you must live a better life. You must not be a drunkard. You must not... Okay, good, agree, but that's not man's basic problem. Those are the right. fruits of his problem. Yeah. You see, so in, in medicine, you'll know this better, 
Wanda, if you get the diagnostic right, if your diagnosis is correct, mm -hmm. doctors will tell you that's 85, 90% of the problem Absolutely. for healing. If you get the diagnosis right, yeah. you can get the treatment. Yeah. If your diagnosis is wrong, your treatment will never Absolutely. be correct. Am I right? That's correct. Sure. Mm -hmm. So if, if we don't understand what man's basic problem is, we don't know what the basic remedy is. Yeah. Man's basic problem is he's dead, spiritually mm -hmm. dead. Mm -hmm. Jesus comes to remedy. It was lost through a man. It's gained again through a man. Yeah. You understand this? Yeah. That's why an angel can't redeem us and an animal can't redeem us. Right. It says that in Hebrews. <clears throat> it had to be the God-man who would shed the blood. Why? Yes. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. You understand? The innocent dies for the guilty. We don't understand it completely, but this is God's plan from Genesis through Revelation. And that's why in Genesis, when Adam and Eve try to clothe themselves, they made these things, these clothes out of fig leaves, it was inadequate. God had to come and do what? He killed an animal, and he covered them with animals. First thing to die in the Bible is God killed... An innocent animal, yeah. substitutionary, innocent, mm -hmm. atoning, and it was his initiative, and he covered them, and it was adequate. All through the book, you'll see what's called the scarlet thread, mm. this idea of sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. And when you get to the end, one of the keys to the book of Revelation, what they were going to look into this, is the lamb. It's mm. mentioned 28 times in the book of Revelation. Mm. The lamb on the throne, the lamb as it been slain, the wrath of the lamb, saints who have these glistening white robes that was washed in what? the blood of the lamb yeah. and ultimately all the believers are where at the marriage supper of the lamb mm. so what i'm getting at is once you understand the scarlet thread mm -hmm. from genesis to revelation the bible starts clicking yeah. open it's open to you so we're going to look at that but that's the crucial issue yeah. that you had to have the death mm -hmm. but then death couldn't hold jesus mm. uh, couldn't hold because Remember, Jesus just doesn't give life. He is life. Mm -hmm. That's why it says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. life. Yeah, he says, I am the resurrection right. and the life. Mm -hmm. Study the gospel. Jesus never encounters a corpse he doesn't raise. Wow. <laughs> it's just what yeah. it is. Yeah. See, because he brings life. Right. And that's what we needed. That's what I needed when I was 20. I, needed, I didn't need... A how-to book, you know, or right. 15 ways to be a better person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> These are yeah. good books. I needed a savior. This is it. I was a yeah. drowning sinner, mm. you know, as, as John Newton says, you know, uh, "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, but grace yeah. my fears relieved." I needed a savior. Yeah. yeah. And what gets me is this is free if people would investigate the claims of an empty tomb. It's empty. Why is all other religious leaders, we can mm -hmm. go to their tomb, mm -hmm. their corpse is in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why can't we go to the tomb of Jesus? I mean, yeah. we can go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. but it's empty. Yes. You stand in line, you can look in. You yes. know, but it's, you've been there, Wanda. Yes. I mean, uh -huh. You know, it's empty. It's empty. Yeah. You know, it's still yeah. empty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it, it speaks of life. Yeah. And it's very interesting. If you look at John chapter 20, uh, we'll come back to 1 Corinthians 15. Yeah. But this is where the, it's the resurrection day, uh, mm -hmm. Sunday. And of course, what's interesting, many things are interesting here. Who's the first to discover the empty tomb? The Why is that kind of unique or in that particular culture? Why would it be the women would be the first witnesses well, to the resurrection? Yeah. If man was making up this story, what would he might do? Well, the women were not held in high esteem. Exactly. In the Greco-Roman culture, a woman's testimony was not even admissible. That's order. right. Yeah. So because they thought they were going to be emotional, right. they are going to be hysterical. Uh -huh. But here you have women right. are the first to proclaim mm. Jesus mm -hmm. has risen. It's mm -hmm. to a woman that Jesus first self-identifies and says, That's Mary, yeah. it is me. If we were writing this, David... Yeah that we want people to believe it. If we were making up this religion, we would probably have one of the church leaders. Peter, yes. 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 Not lip, you know, yeah. it was just what it is. If it was a conspiracy theory, yes. But, you know, we talked about this in the car, that they just kept the story the way it was. Because it, it was true. They yeah. kept it tight. Yeah, think about it. Yeah. So they go into the tomb uh, in John chapter 20. Uh -huh. uh, Peter, verse 4, it says he runs first. Peter's always... The first, you know, yeah. jump out of the boat or do whatever. Peter's, Peter's, Peter. And they go in and they see the clothes, the linen clothes lying there. Uh -huh. um, these are the grave clothes. Then Simon Peter came, followed him. He went in and he saw. 
uh, the handkerchief had been around the head. It's lying there. It's folded together. And then it says, verse 8, then the other disciple, who we imply is who? Probably John, because he never mentions himself by name. Okay. The other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and what? Believed. Believed. He sees the empty tomb. That's mm -hmm. it. I believe. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, some people can believe just because the, the, the empty tomb. They read scripture. They buy it. They get it. Mm -hmm. Others don't. Now, if you study, we won't do it this morning. I could show you all individuals, uh, even the apostles, were they looking for a resurrection? Hmm. No. no. The women weren't looking for a resurrection. No. Even though Jesus had prophesied it many times, they were going to the burial site of Jesus to do what? To anoint the corpse yeah. with uh, yeah, yeah, with uh, yeah, yeah, uh, myrrh yeah. and, and, and mm -hmm. you know cinnamons and all this mm -hmm. stuff, the apostles were hiding. Yeah, they they didn't they get it. They it were scared. Over, yeah. The two guys on the road to Emmaus, they were yeah. Luke chapter twenty four. They were sad. They thought we thought he was the one. It's not. And what does Jesus do with them? He opens up the scripture. Mm -hmm. So some, if they see an empty tomb, they believe. Others need scripture. What did Thomas need? Put his hands he needed him. more physical yeah, evidence. Yeah, Jesus right. met everybody yeah. with where, where they, they were needed. We could do a whole study on that. How yeah. much, like yeah. you talk to people, how much proof do you want? Right. Yeah. You see? Well, you know, Jen, um, th th they didn't understand uh, from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead, right? Well, yeah. now Jesus had repeatedly told them, though. I know, David. but they didn't get it, though. They even didn't. now, right? Well, even if, on the resurrection day, right, on right, Sunday, on first day, yeah. that's why it'll say in John chapter 13, it'll say, these things Jesus told them beforehand mm -hmm. so that afterwards they might believe. Yeah. It, it's, but what happens afterwards, they start believing the whole Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you study the sermons in the book mm -hmm. of Acts, they're referencing the Old Testament like this. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, now we, you know, it's what they, the British say, the penny drop. You know, it's like, clink, clink, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. You know, that's what happens. And that's what happens to us as believers. Once we re accept Christ, receive the Holy Spirit, then the book opens up to us. Okay, got it. You know, and we're constantly mm -hmm. getting it, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. But that was the issue. The issue is the resurrection. You know, the most important, pivotal moment in all of human history and because he lives we live right mm. because you see you say not not just one day we're going to have an immortal body this corruptible body to put on incorruptibility first corinthians 15 but even now we're going to look at we go to romans if that same spirit that raised jesus christ from the dead dwells in you or you or me mm -hmm. then we have this victorious yeah. life we have this resurrection life yeah. you understand yeah. it's very powerful it, it again it, i always tell people we're not Christians because we do Christian things. Mm -hmm. Go to church, sing in the choir, give money to the poor. We, we do Christian things because we're Christians. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Because we need that new nature, yeah. and then we should do the things that God has asked us to do. But if we do Christian things, that doesn't make it. Because we're dead in our, you know, all our yeah. good works don't mean nothing. Yeah. You can only accessorize a corpse so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm no kidding. <laughs> you know, yeah. make them look good. Yeah. But they need new life. Yes. We need life. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so that's that's the issue. So when you look at the resurrection and you look, okay, why is this so important? I mean, it's important on so many, but when you look at Acts, uh, the first sermon Peter will deliver, yep. you mentioned this earlier, David, but he'll use, he's, this guy's a fisherman, right? Yeah. But when you look at Acts chapter 2, mm -hmm. uh, he's going through the Old Testament. You're in Acts, uh, Acts chapter 2. Uh -huh. yeah, he, he, he says in verse 14, he stands up. Now remember, 50 days earlier, what was Peter doing? Who, who intimidated Peter? Who, who frightened Peter? Uh, that the girl a little came, yeah, servant girl a little servant girl by a charcoal fire, fire right. it says you're one of his disciples no 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 yeah i mean three times he would say that mm. yeah now he's on the steps of in jerusalem yeah and then he's given his proclamation Unbelievable, what transformed no what kidding. happened yeah from a coward to this guy to this guy yeah. he doesn't care anymore right live or die and he gives this famous sermon starts by quoting joel he moves he talks about again the key here is verse 23 where he talks about him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. So whose plan was it to kill Jesus? 
Yeah, it was his plan. Yeah, it was his pleasure. Remember, oh, we looked at that. Yeah, in Psalm 53. Yeah. But he says, you have taken by lawless hands, he used human instruments, uh -huh. Roman, Sanhedrin, Jewish, mm -hmm. have crucified and put to death. There's the death. Remember 1 Corinthians 15. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death. There's resurrection. So you see this idea of death and resurrection, right. all in these sermons. Intertwined. Intertwined, yeah. because that's the heart of the gospel. Yes. You understand? Yes. That's the heart of the, the gospel. Blood of the new covenant. Right? And if we as Christians lose this, we've lost it. Yeah, this we is become it. a club. Yeah. A nice club. Yeah. But a club. This is our mission this statement. This is our mission statement. <laughs> now, look at This it. is what it's all about. David, yeah. read, that, read, read the next uh, what verses, 23. Five through uh, 28. He, he's going to okay. quote from the Old Testament. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your, your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. You see what he's quoting? He's quoting from Psalm, um, Psalm 16, written yeah, a thousand years before. Right. Yeah, that's the big one. Hey, man. That's the one but he's saying here, right. he's saying here, you will not allow your Holy One to see decay. Yeah. Yes. Now, yeah. in the Isaiah in that, Jesus is known as the Holy One. That's why when the demons see Jesus in the Gospel of Mark, mm -hmm. they say, Oh, Holy One of God, what do we have to do? See, Jesus is yeah. the Holy One. But what Peter's case is making here. He's saying, look, who's, who's David talking about? Mm -hmm. he, he, the Holy One dies, but he's not going to see decay or corruption. Mm -hmm. He says, verse 29, Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us this day. In other words, he's over there. His body is corrupted. He can't be the one. Mm -hmm. You can go see where David's tomb is today. He was probably pointing at it. He's saying, who is this Holy One? that God did not allow his body to see corruption. Yeah. Remember when Jesus raised Lazarus mm -hmm. and, he, and he told the, the move the stone away? Mm -hmm. What did Mary and Martha say? It's going to smell. Yeah, what day was that? Four. Day four. Day four. Yeah. The corruption sets in. Yeah. What right. day did Jesus rise from Three. the dead? Three. Right. His body did not see decay. Uh, yeah. You understand mm -hmm. how tight this is? Mm -hmm. So here we see Peter, mm -hmm. this fisherman, yeah. Galilean, is now standing in this set. Look where they're setting up shop. Their headquarters for the Christian faith starts where? In Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah, you believe that? <laughs> so the Romans just yeah. killed their the leader. The heart yeah. of the battle. It's like yeah. you're setting up shop in a, in a lion's den. If that's not confidence, I don't know what is. <laughs> so he's preaching, <laughs> yeah. and he's using Old Testament. Yeah, boom, you got it. Boom, boom, Yeah. And now here we come, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the game on, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And here's why even critics of the Christian faith have a hard time. They're saying, what... Why was this transformation? You see it in the person of Peter. Mm -hmm. Fifty days earlier, he's denying Christ. Yeah. To a little servant girl. Yeah. He says, no, you know, no, no, no. And now he's up here. Yeah. And in the later chapters, they, they throw him in prison. They beat him and John. And they say, um, don't preach in this name. They let mm -hmm. him out of prison. What's he do? He's preaching. And he goes, I got to obey yeah. God rather than man. Yeah. Yeah. He no longer cares. They don't yeah. care if they get hurt. They don't care if he doesn't yeah. care. Right. What changed? Well, look. Men will will die for a lie, but they have to believe it's the truth. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. In other words, in, in jihad or kamikaze pilots in World War, they had to believe what they were doing. We know it's not, okay? But these mm -hmm. guys were dying or being in prison because they said, we've seen the risen Savior. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, if they didn't, what, what motive do they have? Yeah. These yeah. were not powerful guys. No. Here's what Chuck Colson says. He says, I'll tell you why I know this is true. He says, when Watergate went down, I remember you guys remember Watergate, you know, <laughs> Richard Dick said that. He says, 12 guys, John Dean, Ehrlichman, Haldeman, Nixon, Colson, 12 guys got together and they says, let's keep our story straight, you know, and lie, basically, okay. that we didn't break in and we didn't do all this, you know, espionage, all this stuff they were doing. Mm -hmm. It lasted two months. And when they turned up the heat in the Senate hearings, especially on John Dean, it says, we'll put you in prison if you don't, everything started collapsing. Twelve men in two months under the threat of prison couldn't keep their story yeah. together. These guys would go to their death wow. and never break that storyline yeah. mm -hmm. that he rose from the dead. Yeah. Right. 
You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, yeah. Something held tight. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was indeed, we saw him. Right. Is, and this life is, <laughs> like Paul said, for, you know, what does this life matter? Paul says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. It doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. it no longer matter. Why? We see the risen Christ. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? But you see this line of reasoning. You go backwards. You like reverse engineer it. And you say, what happened in that first century? Yeah. Number one, women were the first witnesses. Number two, it transformed the lives of the apostles. Mm -hmm. Number three, the headquarters of the early church was Jerusalem. We would not have done that. That's the enemy territory. Mm -hmm. That's where their leader was just killed. Okay, All the way up to Acts 15, they have in their big yeah. conference right there in Jerusalem. Number four, mm -hmm. look what changed. These were good Jewish people, yeah. practicing Jews. Right. Did they longer keep the Sabbath? No. Mm -hmm. They moved it to the this first day, what we call the resurrection right. day, Sunday. the Lord's yeah. day, on Sunday. Yeah. Number two, did they keep kosher? In other words, bacon, pork. No, no. they said the Gentiles can eat whatever. Number three, did believing men who came to faith in Christ get physically circumcised? No. All of these things changed. Yes. This was, it's hard for us to realize it. 2,000 years later, sitting here in mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. But this was a, a tsunami. What a, what a freeing event. What changed? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when yep. you go back onto that, if somebody is an unbeliever but is willing to look at the evidence, mm -hmm. just look where, and let the evidence, again, Wanda, as a lawyer, mm -hmm. as a legal person, just take the evidence where it leads you and yeah. let the evidence speak yeah. for itself. Yeah. Yeah. But people don't want to look. Here's the problem. Many, many people look for reasons not to believe rather than look for reasons to believe because when you <laughs> if it's true you're accountable uh -huh. and in india they have a saying that many times a sinner doesn't look for god for the same reason a thief doesn't look for a policeman if he finds him he's got to change his behavior mm -hmm. <laughs> people don't want to change their moral behavior therefore a good question when you share the gospel with somebody and say to them this if this is true and you know it's true would you become a Christian? Yeah. If they say no, the problem is not knowledge, it's the will. The yeah, heart is set absolutely. against. But if yeah. they say, yeah, like C.S. Lewis, okay, yeah. you've overcome some obstacles I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it's true, mm -hmm. I would. Ex yeah. then the problem is intellectual. Yeah. But if they say no, then the problem is the heart. That's yeah. a lot of harder yeah. to work with. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I, I think the other two things, too, uh, concerning the resurrection for me is how Paul, the persecutor of Christians, suddenly changed became transformation one of the top disciples mm. preaching the word and setting up churches and then the skeptic uh, one of the key skeptics we read about is james his own brother mm -hmm. who didn't believe him and he suddenly changed mm. you, you know the, there's multiple other um you know issues we can bring up but there's so much here for this to be a conspiracy theory john it just it just seems like it's impossible to think that way Again, people are forced to what happened in that first century. Yeah. I mean, if you read David, uh, we there's over ten first, second century historians, writers, yeah. and these are not what you call friendly witnesses. And those, if you have a, you're bringing, you're a lawyer, and you're bringing witnesses. There's what's known as a hostile witness that right. could actually damage your case. Yeah. But there's still witnesses. Mm -hmm. well, here's what the first century Tacitus. This is a well-respected historian talks about the famous fire in Rome okay. when Nero persecuted the Christians. Read what Tacitus said in one of his historic journals. Consequently, to get rid of the report, Nero fastened the guilt and inflicted the most exquisite tortures on a class hated for their abominations called Christians by the populace, Christus, from whom the name had its origin, hmm. suffered the extreme penalty during the reign of Tiberius at the hands of one prosec uh, prosecutor, Pontius Pilate, in a most mischievous superstition, thus checked for the moment, again, broke out not only in Judea, the first source of the evil, but even in Rome, where all things hideous and shameful from every part of the world find their center and become popular. See, that's yeah. first century, and yeah. he's not a believer. No. He's just reporting that this Christian movement right. is growing, and it came as a result of the death of this one called Christus, mm -hmm. Christ, by the hands of Pontius Pilate. Again, this is historical stuff. Mm -hmm. How, here's the thing, when you, when you investigate history, it's not like a scientific, like in science, 
by, when you do a science experiment, by definition, mm -hmm. it's repeatable. Mm -hmm. If yeah. I boil water right. to 212 degrees, when it goes up one more degree, it's going to become steam. If I take water down to 32 degrees, uh -huh. it's going to become, it will always do that. It's yeah. repeatable. That's yeah. scientific. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. But historic proof systems, you have to garner, like a lawyer almost, you have to look at, okay, why did Socrates live? If you take Philosophy 101 at college, no professor is going to deny Socrates lived. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. he lived, he had these followers, mm -hmm. these young men, he ended up taking hemlock, he commits suicide. Okay, he left. Who, who told about it? Well, basically only one of his students, Plato, wrote about him, and another one that we hardly hear about, Xenophon. But it's Plato, one guy, okay? But nobody would deny Socrates lived. Why with Jesus? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we have all these eyewitnesses, all these historians that aren't friendly to Christianity, mm -hmm. plus an empty tomb, plus all this other stuff happening, why can't people accept that? And say, well, you accept the fact that Socrates lived, that Jesus lived. It, it, Jan, is there any issue, you know, to answer your question, the other thing that this clearly suggests that Jesus is the Son of God, and, you know, with the resurrection... So do you think that's where some of the pushback comes in? It's not so much about a prophet being resurrected. It's the fact that only the Son of God could do this and have control over life and death. Right. Here's the thing. More and more, uh, the world is moving to a naturalistic, materialistic. Yeah. We don't believe in a God. I mean, that's really mm -hmm. where man is headed. Mm -hmm. yeah. if, 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 here's the equation. No God means no miracles. No miracles mean no resurrection. You see, mm -hmm. if you believe in a God, that it's not hard to believe in miracles because the God who made the universe can suspend right. a law and oh, walk sure. on water or yeah. whatever. But if you believe that, then the, the resurrection is not hard to believe. But if you say, no, all we believe is the material, the natural, there's no God, all of this happened by accident over time, mm -hmm. then you can dismiss a miracle and you can dismiss the resurrection. Even though you're, you're bombarded with all this evidence to say, well, what happened to mm -hmm. him? I mean, mm -hmm. if he was that famous or that well-known, certainly they must have a little grave site somewhere where they remember this guy. You see, mm -hmm. why Why is it 2,000 years later we date our calendar by him? Yeah. You know, he's yeah. declared to be the king of kings and the lord of lords. When we say Napoleon died in uh, whatever, 1592 or something, that's the year of the Lord. Caesar died. Yeah. Da, 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 da. That's right. the year of the Lord. The year of what Lord? The year that Jesus was born. Yeah. We date everything. Why is it 2,000 years later, you know, you think of the Roman Empire, how great it was and all this other stuff, Caesars and all this stuff. Why is it 2,000 years later, we name our children Paul, Mary, John, Peter. We call our dogs Caesar, Nero. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why yeah. is it the Christian faith goes that way and the other goes that way? Something happened that changed the course of human history. That was the resurrection. You know, and then again, there's turn if you will to Acts where it Acts. Look at Acts chapter one. Acts chapter one. And, and if you got it. Okay. If you read one through three, one, okay. please. The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them. Forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Now, Luke is the writer, right? He, sa mm -hmm. he says, yeah. the former account I made, verse 1. What is the former account he made? Theopolis. No, the former account. What did, what did Luke write prior to the book of Acts? Gospel of Luke. Oh, yeah. The Gospel of Luke. Oh, yeah, That's sure. the former okay. account, okay? Oh, what does Theopolis mean? Lover of God. Lover, lover of God. Yeah. Theo means right. God. Uh -huh. Philo, where we get uh -huh. the word Philadelphia, lover. Philo means lover of God. Well, think of yourselves. Are you a lover of God? Then you're going to love this word that he's going to write here. <laughs> of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. 
so the thing about Luke is he's, what is his profession? He's a physician. Okay, he's a doctor. He's well-trained, this guy. Mm -hmm. So he's got what they call a jeweler's eye for detail. Mm. And that's why even critics of the Christian faith mm -hmm. have a hard time with Luke because he's so... He goes, so-and-so was pro-consul of da-da-da-da. Felix was king. His wife's name was this. Now, they sailed from this harbor. They went over the... Everything is, like, really accurate historically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not mythology. Mm -hmm. Mythology is far, far go, long, long away, like Star Wars or, you know, mm -hmm. hobbits and stuff. But this is like you're reading a newspaper, so it lends itself to being true. Then it says... It's all that Jesus had done before he ascended but this is the key verse 3 to whom he presented himself alive after his suffering there you see the death and resurrection mm -hmm. by many what infallible proofs yeah. Christianity is a reasonable faith mm. if people want to look at it yeah. now if they don't okay but if they want to look at it there's many infallible proofs mm -hmm. and then it says uh, being seen by them 40 days and mm -hmm. speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. What we're saying is we can look at some of those proof systems. Mm. Yeah. We can look at some of those proofs and you can see, again, we don't have time today to get in the Old Testament, mm. but all through the Old Testament, I mean, when Abraham takes uh, Isaac up mm -hmm. to offer him up, yes. uh, uh -huh. Genesis chapter 22, mm -hmm. remember Jesus said, search the scriptures, they testify right. of me. Abraham was the father figure of the mm -hmm. Old Testament. We call him Father Abraham. Mm -hmm. Judaism, yeah. Islam, Christianity. He's called Father Abraham. Well, he's a picture of the father, but Isaac's a perfect picture of the blessed son. Why? He's long awaited. Mm -hmm. He was the blessed son. It's a miracle birth because both Abraham and Sarah are well beyond That's childbearing. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. named prior to his birth. Right. Yeah. And he's the first time love is mentioned in the Bible is when God says to uh, Abraham, take your son, your only son, whom you love, yeah. and take him up and offer him up. It sounds like John three sixteen. For he God does. so loved the world, he gave. Mm -hmm. So he takes him up. The obedience. Who carries the wood for the sacrifice? The son. The son carries the wood. You talk about another problem. He's, he's, he, he, he takes it up. <laughs> wow, how many guys went? How many witnesses went with him? How many uh, servants? Two. And Abraham said, and I'm in Genesis 22, he says, you stay here at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Me and the lad will go up. We will sacrifice, and then what? We will come down. See, it says in Hebrews 11, Abraham was convinced, if I kill him, God will raise him. Because he's the son of blessing. Yeah. He understood death and resurrection. Hmm. But the two witnesses were down. Jesus was crucified between two men. But what did God pull for three hours from 12 to 3? A curtain of darkness. Hmm. The two witnesses didn't see it. It was between the father and the son. He puts Abraham on the altar, a type of death. He yeah. raises him up off the altar, oh, a type of visual. life. Yeah. So yeah. it's tight. We could go uh, all through the Old Testament yeah, like this. So boom, boom, wow. boom. You see, yeah. once your eyes are sensitive to yeah. seeing this, it's not hard to see this. Mm -hmm. all through, we could go. Yes. We'll do a whole program or several on the Old Testament. Just in Genesis, where you see death and resurrection. What does he do with Adam when he wants to make a wife for him? Puts him in a deep sleep, sleep yeah. a type of death. Yeah. What does yeah. he take out from his side? His rib, yeah. That he forms out of that what? A bride for Adam. And then he does what? He raises him up. What's the last wound of Jesus on the cross? The spear. The the out would come what? Water, water and blood. And blood. Water and blood. How are we bought? How, who are we, the church today? We're the church, but we also are what? The bride. The bride. Because of why? The blood of the Lamb. You see? And then yeah. he raised Jesus, and now he has the bride. So, what I'm getting at is wow. when you start studying this, mm -hmm. everywhere you look, yeah. you're going to see it's, uh, yeah. the, yeah, the typology. Typology. Right. Yeah. Typology all through. Yeah. And so, wow. that's what is going on in the book of Acts. That's good. And, and you know, why this is so important to us? Uh, turn with, with to Romans chapter eight just for a yeah. second. And uh, again, <laughs> we got carried away, but I want to again encourage the read uh, listeners. Uh, this is eighty nine point one FM radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. If you have any questions or insight or things you would like to add to the program today, our number here is four four zero three nine nine three zero four four. Once again, that's. 440-399-30044. Look at chapter 8 
in verse 1. Okay, uh, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. Okay, very important. Mm. Now there's no condemnation yeah. for those that are in Christ Jesus. See, what does this cross achieve? What does the blood achieve? Right. It frees us from condemnation. Yes. Mm -hmm. He took upon, he who knew no sin became sin mm -hmm. for us mm -hmm. that we might become the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. If you think of it like this, and we'll start wrapping this program, mm -hmm. but if, uh, I'll think of your, before you come to Christ, you have a coat and the coat is mm -hmm. representative of your sins. Mm -hmm. And every day you're putting a stitch or a button on that coat. Yeah. It's, 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 it's defiled, it's dirty, it's mm -hmm. guilt, it's sin. It's, you got that coat. You're walking around. It's called the wages of sin. It's, you're, carrying it. mm -hmm. you're always under guilt and condemnation even if you don't want to think about it. But what Jesus did is he says, come here, give me that coat. Take it off, give me your coat, that coat of sin, guilt, shame. Put it on me. Mm. Put it on him. Mm -hmm. Now take my coat, pure, mm. clean, glistening, mm -hmm. robes, mm -hmm. washed in the blood of the mm -hmm. Put my coat on. Mm -hmm. That's what it means in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He who knew no sin took mm. sin upon himself that we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. See that? No condemnation. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, now let's go down just a little bit on this. Okay. Now it says, um, look at verse 9. This is a very important point. Verse 9 of Romans chapter chapter uh, 8. Okay. okay. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's crucial. What's he saying there? He's he, There's only two types of people in this world. Mm -hmm. We might divide the world in all different kinds mm -hmm. of ways, ethnicity mm -hmm. and all this, mm -hmm. but there's only two. You, the, either you have the Spirit of God or you don't. Or you don't. Real simple. He yeah. that hath the Son hath life. Yeah. He that hath not the Son shall not see life. He says, do you have the Spirit of God in you? Mm. If you've got it, that means you've got that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That's yeah. why he'll say in verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, mm -hmm. you understand this? Yeah. Dwells in you. Yeah. Remember what I said before? We're not Christians because we do Christian things. Yes. Go to church, do this, do that. We do Christian things because we're Christians. That's a very important yeah. yes, Can we take a call? Yes, yeah, sure. Okay. WNTN. Good morning. Good, God bless you all. Good morning. Uh, I want to thank God for your having this opportunity to share the word with you. Amen. But um, I just want to bring some light something I've been praying on. Okay. Um, so there's um, the uh, comment about there's two people only. Um, Romans chapter 8. Mm-hmm. 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. So 16 goes to say, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit mm -hmm. that we are children of God. Mm -hmm. And from what I get on 18, is that I reckon that the sufferings of this present time. I'm not worthy to compare with the glory which shall be revealed in us. My prayer has been that the leaders of these churches come together in one building, bringing all of the people together on a regular basis. Hmm. And therefore, God's power will be manifested here on earth. Amen. Very good. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for your comment. That was very good. Um, this this Romans eight is so powerful for like our brother just called about practical living yes. of our faith. Now look at verse eleven, where it says, "But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead." Now remember, we're talking about resurrection. Jesus risen from the dead, empty mm -hmm. tomb, right? Mm -hmm. It's saying if that same Holy Spirit. 
who raised, notice it's the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Mm -hmm. Jesus says in the Gospels, I have the power to lay my life down and the power to what? Take it up, Take it up again, mm -hmm. Jesus. Yes. But then in the Acts it says, God raised his son. So you see the Trinity yes. working in concert for the yeah. resurrection. Yeah. But anyhow, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Yeah. He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies, that's our physical bodies, through his spirit who dwells. In other words, he's saying here in a sense, you can have, we can have that victorious resurrection life. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about that next week when we get into spiritual warfare. Right. Mm -hmm. But if that spirit that, that raised Jesus yeah. up 2,000 years ago dwells in you or mm -hmm. Wanda or me or yes. our listeners, mm -hmm. then we can have that victorious life. Then yeah. we can, uh, our prayer life, or we'll be people of influence. We yes. can be overcomers of sin. You know, and the more we remember this and reflect upon it, mm -hmm. our position in Christ is powerful. It's it starts with the empty tube two yeah. Thursday ago, yeah. but it's literally in this room, this radio station, here, mm -hmm. all two thousand plus years later. Yeah, you, you know, um, John, I'm just thinking about uh, what inspired you know um, Peter, in in the exuberance, in the energy, almost like he had a ballistic vest that was impenetrable mm -hmm. from anything ballistic, anything that would come on him. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to think about this, to have a leader like this. To follow, and we'll touch on that with the spiritual warfare. For me, every time we go through this story, it gives me conviction that we're on the right path, that we have the strength we need to get through and create other disciples, and we have the strength to still live in this planet, even with the enemy circling our camps. Mm. And without it, forget about it. Mm. Forget about it. Mm -hmm. Forget about it. Because yeah. in closing, Jesus answers life's biggest inevitability death. It's yes. man's biggest fear biggest inevitability nobody gets out of this thing alive it's 100% men fear death it says that in Hebrews chapter 2 mm -hmm. all through all through and Jesus answers that mm. and when I was speaking in villages in northern uh, Thailand Southeast Asia uh, I would always say to people like oh look if you're going to entrust your life to somebody you know, somebody you're going to put your faith and trust in as a religious leader Put some, put your faith in somebody who who is called the resurrection and the life. Yes. He answers life's Absolutely. biggest issues. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, so thank you, Wanda. Thank you. Thanks, Wanda. Thank you, David. We're gonna get together. Good week, everybody. God bless all of you. Thank you for our caller. We really encourage thank callers. You, God caller. bless you this yes. this very day, caller. That was great insight. Okay. Thank you, guys. Yes. Stick and stay.